people often say, if you knew what I knew, you would know why I did what I did and said what I said. But who said it first? God, Adonai, Abba, Father, and Ezekiel. If you knew what I knew, when you know, when they come out, when you see your wickedness. You know, watching television gives you the wrong image of places all over the world. Rather, you're watching TV about Israel or watching TV about the U.S. But if you knew, if you were walking here in Israel, as I am with Guy, who is an Israeli, if you were here, you would see beyond the kippahs and the sitsits and the black hats and the white shirts, you would see. If you actually walked in America with me when I'm there, beyond the people holding Bibles and crosses around their neck and a fake smile on their face asking you, where do you go to church? Not do you know the Lord. You would see who they really are. If you walked in the private lives of the people you glorify on television and actually see what they're doing, if you went home with your coworkers or your employer and actually see how he treats his children, how he's treated by his wife. If you walk with people that say they believe in God and put a camera in their house and see what they're actually watching on their telephones, on their phones, on their computers, how much prayer life they have, see what they're really eating. And more importantly, if you could read their mind as God knows your thoughts, my thoughts, if you could really see into their heart how wicked and perverse, how evil their thoughts are, you would know why they gave you a contribution, not for God, why they showed up at church, not for God. You're not doing things for the Lord. You're not loving your wife or your children or your friends for the Lord. You're not loving your husband, you women, for the Lord. It is for selfishness, for your own pride. And you do what you do for your own pride. You tell people you love them just to get things out of them. You tell them that you care. You manipulate. But if we could see who people really are, what they're really thinking, how insidious and nefarious their thoughts and plans are, you would run from them or have them arrested. So what can the human do but look at the fruit? But you don't even look at the fruit. You blind yourselves from seeing plainly what they really are doing and what they really are saying. What is the truth but the lie you want to believe about someone? It's called an enabler. You believe the lies because you do not have eyes of truth. 
So God tells us, you can judge a tree by the fruit it bears. Why? I can't read your thoughts. And I do not know the inner workings of your heart. But the Father does. So just think what he's going to do. Ezekiel 14, verse 21. For here is what Adonai Elohim says. Even if I inflict my four dreadful judgments on Yerushalayim, which are coming, by the way, sword, meaning war, famine, starvation, wild animals, mosquitoes, termites, bugs, scorpions, ants, and plagues, to eliminate both its humans and its animals, listen to what he says, there will still be left a remnant in it to be brought out, including both sons and daughters. So there will be a remnant, we know that, but listen to this. When they come out to you and you see the way of life and how they act, then you will be consoled over the calamity I have brought upon Yerushalayim, over everything I have done to it. He says this remnant that I'm going to bring out of Yerushalayim is not because they are righteous. No, it's just because I promised to Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov I will not completely annihilate their descendants. So he brings out this remnant, yet he says, when you see this remnant I bring out, how they live, how they act, it says, verse 23, they will console you when you see the way of life and how they act, and you will understand that it was not without good reason that I did what I did in Yerushalayim, says Adonai Elohim. And to that point, Guy, what's going on in Gaza and soon in the Northern Territory on the Lebanese and Syrian border of Israel, what's going on, what's coming? If you knew how they live, if you knew how the people of Israel and what they call the Zionist state live, if you can see what they've done to the Holy Land, you would know that God is justified in what he allows to occur. But in the pride of Americans and in the West, and no one more prideful than America in the West. You look and you read the news, how sad for Israel. But remember, Israel is the metaphor, it's the example for all of us. As goes Israel, as goes everyone. They were the nation as the example of to show forth what God does when he judges and what God does when he blesses. So take a good look at what's happening in Hamas and Gaza. Lebanon, here in Israel. Go ahead, take a good look. It's a sign of what's coming to you. Don't you know that? The Jews were the example. They were to be a light, to show forth both the blessing and the curses. If you do this, this is what happens. If you do this, this is what happens. Now show the world who I am and what happens when they follow me and what happens when they don't. Do you not see? Do you think you're going to escape? You think anyone is going to escape the judgment of God? You can look. Surely you know in the mirror of your own land and your own country how wicked you are. Surely you know. Surely you read the news every day. Surely you know the millions of babies killed and 
people that are discriminated against, beaten and attacked and killed by cops, employers and companies that treat their workers like slaves and worse. They never pay you enough. They never treat you right. You have a government that overtaxes you. He told them that that would happen. He said, if you, you don't want me, you want a king for yourself, this is what's going to happen. Israel was the example. They will send your sons to war. Now they're sending your children to war. You're crying about it. Your son might go to war. You might lose him, right? You're overtaxed. They're taxes, taxes. Who doesn't complain about taxes, especially in California? God warned all of this. And you will turn on each other. You will cannibalize each other. You rape your own children, you rape your own brothers and sisters, you rape each other, you manipulate each other, you kill each other, you lie to each other, and you chase money, greed, the love of money, the root of all evil. Your life lusts, you're like an addict, addicted, you gotta have it. You'll do anything to have it. You'll sell your body, you'll lie, you'll leave your family, you'll leave your loved ones, you'll leave your wife, you'll leave your husband for more money. Money, I've gotta have money. You're, you are gone. You think God's not justified in what he's going to do? He said, even if David and Mose, what was he, Samuel, Daniel, Daniel Yov, Yov, Jove, and Noah, even if they would ask me to have mercy on you, I would save them and still do what I'm going to do to you. Yeah, Ezekiel 14, that's what the chapter is all about. Even if those three righteous men were in the land, they would not even be able to save their own sons and daughters, wives and husbands, mother, father, brother, sister. Only they themselves will be delivered, while the rest will absolutely will be destroyed without doubt. It's not that hard to understand. Lot's days are over. Nobody is getting brought out of the city. The city will just be destroyed all around you. See, we are here in Israel in a very private home, in an undisclosed location, just sitting. We don't even look at the news. We don't have to. We don't care. Everyone around us running around with their head on fire. I know family members sit 24-7 in front of the television, in front of the news, consuming everything the media feeds them. They're zombies, the walking dead. I don't care. Why would I? I already know how this is going to end. I know who the Lord is. We don't go to synagogue. We don't pray three times a day. We don't have a siddur. We don't wear a kippah or talit. We don't do these rituals. Sure, we had a communion last night because we love the Lord. And we love to share this intimate time with him. But we don't do it religiously. And yet, 99% of all people who claim to have some sort of a spiritual understanding into the Torah, the Bible, the Word of God, and the Creator, they don't know anything. We talked about this earlier. How many people claim to believe and do not have the Holy Spirit? Unless you have the Holy Spirit, you are not delivered. You must understand that. You're not saved because you claim to believe in Yeshua and claim to, you know, Shalom, Shalom. No. The only thing that gets you delivered is if you actually have the Holy Spirit in constant intimacy with the Father.
That's what Yeshua came to do, the Holy Spirit. That's the confirmation. How would you know them but by their testimony? What do people say of you? What is your testimony? You want to know if you're a follower? You want to know if your Holy Spirit is in you? Well, anybody can say that. Anybody can think that. But I would treat you like a defendant on a stand in a courtroom. Where are the witnesses? Where is the evidence that convicts you of being who you say you are? See, there's got to be evidence. Faith without works is dead. So there you go. It doesn't matter what you say. It really does matter what is said about you. That will tell everyone who you are, what is said about you. What do they say about me, Yeshua asked. What do they say about you? What do the people that know you most, can they defend your character in court if you were indicted on being a Christian? Is there enough evidence to indict you on being a follower of the Lord? I shouldn't have used the word Christian. If you are sons and daughters of God, that's how the Lord refers to us. Believers, saints, sons and daughters of God. Is there enough evidence to indict you of being a man of compassion? What about generosity? Generous with your resources. That's the scripture. Humble. Are you prideful? Is there enough evidence to convict you? How many things have you put your name on? How many things do you brag about what you've done? Is there enough evidence to convict you for humility? Is there enough evidence to convict you for compassion? Is there enough evidence to convict you for suffering? You shall suffer. The Lord promised it. Is there enough evidence to convict you for being a light and salt to the earth? Jesus said this gospel will bring offense. Who wasn't offended? Prophets were killed, not celebrated, and names put in lights. They were killed. The one sent from God, anointed of God. When you are sent from God, you will suffer persecution. And you will be an offense to this world. If you are not an offense to this world, you're getting along with this world, the love of the Father cannot be in you. That's impossible. Mm -hmm. Love not the world nor anything in it. You loved by the world, you are not one of his children. It's impossible. People comfortable around you that don't, that don't know the Lord, something's wrong with you. The Lord always has people, whether we see them or not. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But he always has people. You should want to be one of his people. You want to absolve yourself of your dreams and your ambitions and take on the Lord with the dreams that God gives you. His ambitions, his purposes, not yours, not mine, his. Seek his will. It's so simple. Why do you not get it? Thy will be done. What if you ran your life that way? Thy will be done. What is your will for me? Thy will be done. Well, I'll wait till I hear it. Till then, I'll keep digging this ditch until you tell me to build a building. Whatever it is, thy will be done. You can't say you follow Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, because all he ever said was, Father, your will, let thy will be done. Father, what pleases you? You don't talk like that, and you don't think like that. Father, what pleases you? Most is your complaint of your suffering.
Moses, your complaint of what you think you lost. You're blaming everything like Adam blamed God for Eve. You don't take responsibility. Ah, there is your curse. Take responsibility. You and I are in no position to point our finger to God. That would make you higher than God. And if you're higher than God, then I guess there is no God in your life. For if there was a God in your life, God would be higher than you. No matter what was done to you or what you've done to others, God is higher. Higher than your righteousness and obviously higher than your sin. You should repent. The spotted gray horse is on his way. Revelations chapter 6, read it. And get in prayer immediately. Amen. Adonai, Hinemi, Shema, Tefilati, Vehish Tamesh, B. Oh!
Let me 